The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty, and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. In this series of programs, you will hear from people who are learning to live their lives in a calm and relaxed state, using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Renge Way is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and clarifying our minds. Renjway also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy. One tool is Yuan Gong, a contemporary form of Qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. Our episode today is called A Way Home from Chronic Illness, Thinking Outside the Box. Our two guests are Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist, and Diana Lyon, who has taught social and individual healing practices since 1975. Both of our guests have spent many years assisting people with chronic illnesses. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. So, Bill, let's start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how and why you began this journey from chaos to calm? Uh, I began this this journey when um, I was dealing with a chronic knee problem and was about to have my knee replaced. And I uh, was invited by my wife to go to a a healing retreat with Yuansa. And uh, during that retreat, my knee got healed. I'd never have had the surgery. And so I kind of got pulled in. I'll put it that way. You were never brought down to your knees like I was. Interesting. <laughs> I also had a, a, a an issue with knees, and that's what brought me into Qigong, and uh, ended up having a knee replacement that didn't work, and that's how I ended up getting into uh, Yu and Gong Qigong and Renge Wei. Well, so there's there's hope for all of us knee people in that case. <laughs> and so, tell me more about yourself. Well, I was a a family therapist, a licensed family therapist for about 25 years, and I worked a lot with adolescents and with uh, families. Um, A lot of of that had to do with substance abuse and violence and, um, you know, chronic dysfunction and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I've also worked with veterans and um, PTSD and trauma. Wow. So what are you doing now? 
that you retired. <laughs> um, I'm, t- I'm teaching Qigong and um, working with, in particular, working with um, a class for cancer survivors and caregivers. Oh, how wonderful. So tell me why you decided to do that. Well, a few years ago, I, I discovered a large tumor on my leg, and it ended up not being, um, it wasn't cancer, it was benign, but it took, it's, I spent several, several weeks in and out of oncology wards and that kind of stuff, and so I, I got interested in what happens there. And once I became a teacher, I was looking for particular kinds of populations to work with, and that seemed like a, a really logical one. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with cancer survivors is it's a particular focus and i'm also particularly interested in working with the caregivers because i think they deal with a huge amount of stress and um, confusion and difficulty as well as cancer patients do Um, so it seems like a natural so how do you see yuengong gong style qigong as helpful to cancer patients, and in particular uh, to caregivers? Uh, Well, I'll start with cancer patients first, Mm because in some ways they're a little different, at least as I see it. Um, With cancer patients, and and I think with anybody who's dealing with a a sudden um, onset of an issue that's really disrupted to your understanding of life and all that, uh, cancer patients in particular, um, when they receive a diagnosis or suddenly always wondering when and if they're going to die from it, um, even if it's not necessarily a terminal kind of um, diagnosis. But it always throws that kind of disruption into the thinking and into the the life of somebody who's been diagnosed with cancer. So um, among other things, they're dealing with a huge loss of trust in, in their bodies and in, in the world in general, because all of a sudden everything has kind of come crashing down. And there's no guarantee that they're going to recover from it. And they're also usually um, facing a pretty intense kind of therapy, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. chemotherapy or radiation or surgery or any of the combination of those things. Mm-hmm. And so they are in a position where they're really um, struggling usually um, how to deal with that. And one of the ways that Yuan Gong and Ren Shui works is it, aside from working with generally keeping the body in a healthier place through um, Qigong is, is one way of gathering energy in the body and focusing energy in the body. And most treatments for cancer are very, very much depletions of, of energy in the body. So on the physical level, it's a very positive way to work with a body. They can begin to work with how they can trust their body again. They can feel different things. They can feel the positive energy moving through the body. They can feel movement when often they, they become, you know, they, people tend to contract when they're dealing with a, a chronic illness of some kind they get to feel a sense of expansion and so in a very specific way and the body um, is can be worked with so that the mind feels better as the body feels better and the other part of it is the mind Um, just how much trust can they have in the world if they've suddenly been diagnosed with something that could kill them Um, it's a pretty complicated question really how do we trust when we know that we're going to die anyway at some point, but suddenly there's this 
incident that I've got to deal with. And so part of the, the Yuan Gong is one thing, working with the body, but the, the Ren Shui has much more to do with the mind and working with the parts of the mind that may have doubt or confusion or fear mm-hmm. and finding ways to start to turn those around so that the, the mind can be working in conjunction with the body to help it to, to work. For example, um, a lot of people have questions about whether they should do chemotherapy um, it, you know, it's, it has a reputation for being really destructive and it's very painful sometimes and people's energies, all that. And so there's, especially in California, there's a lot of energy, a lot of people out there going, don't ever do that. We don't take that stance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a decision on the part of the patient whether or not they're going to do that. Our stance is if they choose chemotherapy or they choose surgery or they choose not to have that, that we begin to work with them with their mind about helping that decision be exactly the right one so that what they're getting from themselves is support instead of doubt. And so we're working on a a kind of fundamental level of trust in how the mind works with choices they make. That Cause, sounds Because the choices are, are really, really complicated. The, the other thing that I've noticed, so I'm, so I'm a naturopathic physician in, in Seattle, and one of the things that I've noticed when people are given a diagnosis of, of cancer, very often there is a, a sense of urgency that they have to rush to do some type of a treatment uh, without being able to take a moment to just pause. And I could see also where being able to use Yuengong, Qigong, uh, and Renjui practices can give people the space to make an informed decision and to be able then to act, like you're saying, uh, from a place of um, informed decisions, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds great. Well, I think that um, I, I like the notion of being able to pause. I mean, the... The challenge is to be able to be somewhat centered, somewhat together when you've got to make decisions quickly or when you're dealing with emotional stuff that's happening right now. It's not later. It's not, you know, so how can we work with that? And that's not easy. I mean, most of us, when we're triggered, are freaked. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just how it goes. Um, The Part of the purpose of these practices is to give us some tools to be able to, to say we freak out for a little while, to be able to just go, wait a minute, maybe if I just breathe into my lower body, I can begin to settle. Maybe if I breathe into my chest, I can open my heart to right. the difficulties my spouse is having because I've got this problem. You know, that kind of stuff. And so... so so when we do that, I mean, from a medical point of view, when we do that, we're going into a parasympathetic, what's called a parasympathetic state, which is a healing state. So basically what you're saying is that Yuan Gong Qi Gong is an adjunctive healing modality. In, in a way, it's adjunctive, but in a way I see it as a leading modality mm-hmm. because I think that if we're just passive receptors of, say, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. um, it's it's like letting wild animals into your body to go hunt down cancer cells, which is useful up to mm-hmm. a point, but those wild animals can be out of control. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I see is using the mind in a way to help 
find a peace with all of that so that you're not you're not giving in to the the chemotherapy and what it does to the body and you're not ignoring it you're actually participating in the process of helping that chemotherapy do what it's supposed to do so then it becomes a it's a it's a team effort not which is with you and an oncologist but you with whatever treatment they have chosen so that the the mind and the body are all working together with the 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 medicine or with the doctor or with the therapist or whatever it might be so it's truly holistic integrative approach that's how i see it yeah so how exactly do you teach your classes well the 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 classes that we teach are open so that people can show up out of out of the blue so we it's a it's a fairly simple class in that we usually if there's new people in the class we'll give a brief description of what chi is and how chi works in the body and how the mind can work with chi and then we we do variations on the formal methods that um, we've been taught, mm-hmm. depending on who's in the room and what kind of um, stamina they may have, because some, some of these tend to be standing forms that can go for a while, or working on what we see as the... Uh, I do this with a, co, a co-teacher named Janice Scott, by the way, and if we see in the room that there is somebody who's really struggling, we can focus it more on that person and how they're moving. Say their arm is not is not as mobile as it could be to help them understand that any movement is part of the totality of this body. It moves through there. And so if the mind is working through there, the energy is going through there. Um, the body is doing what it needs to do. And so, I mean, in a lot of ways, what we're aiming at is helping people to become as calm as possible, mm-hmm. given that they don't necessarily know the movements to be calm in any way, so that the body can do what it's actually built to do, which is to heal itself. So in a, in a lot of ways, in whatever way we can do it, we're trying to help them boost their immune system really Mm -hmm. um so that either through bringing energy into the body through through the kind of formal movements or working with the mind in order to allow the body to relax and just take care of itself so i mean you know we have we play it by ear but it's all based on the really fundamentally we're working on trust how can we help this person trust their body and their minds and it sounds like what you're saying also is that this yungong style qigong is one that is suited to any physical condition you can be doing it laying down if you can't even move you can do it in your mind is that is that true absolutely i mean some of the people have that come in have recently had surgery or they've recently you know they're on chemo and they're really wasted mm-hmm. um they're they're this this is as i would say it's even more a mind method than it is a mm-hmm. physical one so um, while we are teaching movements and they're very flowing and they're, they're, they're smooth and beautiful opening mu- movements, really what we're allowing people to do is to settle back and let their minds do that. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. So it sounds very accessible. And I'm just going to switch gears now because we're going to be taking a break in a few minutes. But I wanted to ask you as a psychotherapist, do you see this approach as useful in areas other than chronic illness? Um, you've worked with trauma survivors, you've worked with veterans, you've worked with adolescents. 
Do you see a place for Yuengong-style Qigong and Renge Wei in any of those uh, populations? I think I think if the if the teacher is um, really comfortable with the with these the methods and with their understanding of what the issues are that are faced by you know say veterans, um, I think it's available to anybody mm-hmm. to do it that way. Um, I, I mean, I could see even even doing it with family members of teenagers. I, I see that as a as a kind of chronic illness that many of us have had to live through. So. Um, it's really about working with the mind to find peace in the middle of things that can be really complicated and difficult. So it sounds like it's a very accessible technique. It sounds like it is something that once you've learned the practice, you can do it by yourself or you can do it in a group. Uh, it can be done anywhere. It doesn't require equipment. Is that all, all true? All true. All true. Yeah. I mean, it helps to have... It, these things tend to work better when there are more people around than mm-hmm. just doing it by yourself, I think. Uh, we won't get into chi fields and all that here, but um, these kinds of things work better in groups. Um, and I think if people are open to it, anything's possible here. And that's one of the things we really try and get across to the cancer patients. Anything is possible. And that's so important for these people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bill, thank you so much. This has been quite uh, illuminating. And uh, it sounds like fabulous work that you're doing. You're doing that in, in what part of the country? Doing that in Larkspur, California, right, out, right outside of San Francisco. Uh-huh. Wonderful. So when we come back from the break, we will be speaking with our next guest, who is Diana Lyon, who's lived with chronic illness for about 15 years before using Yuengong-style Qigong and Renjui to heal herself. She has a remarkable story. She is now healthy and helps others in their healing journeys, applying the tools that she has learned from Renjui and Yuengong-style Qigong. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Hello and welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty and we are on the program Chaos to Calm. With me on our episode today, A Way Home from Chronic Illness, Thinking Outside the Box, is Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist, and Diana Lyon, who is a Yuengong-style Qigong Renjui teacher in the San Francisco Bay Area. Diana lived with chronic Lyme disease, severe migraines, and multiple chemical sensitivities for about 15 years before using Yuengong-style Qigong and Renjui to heal herself. She has been practicing Renjui methods since 2009. Diana's practice is oriented toward helping others who are struggling with chronic illness. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. So, Diana, you were able to heal your chronic Lyme disease, your severe migraines, and multiple chemical sensitivities. That's remarkable in and of itself, just as a naturopath, and having seen people over the years um, who struggle with those conditions, uh, I f- I'm just I'm amazed. Um, how has that experience shaped your ability to guide others in their healing journey? Hmm. You know, that's actually quite a, a big question. Um, it shows up in, in a lot of different ways. And uh, I think one of the ways is that when I um, have people come to me and they're looking for some kind of healing, that they um, they don't necessarily think that they can actually get better. They don't know whether they can heal whatever is going on physically or emotionally or mentally. And there's something that builds confidence without me even um, teaching them any techniques, um, just by the fact that I am healthy now and that I had very severe chronic illness and nobody expected me to get better. Mm-hmm. And so there's um, that provides this um, confidence and encouragement, and so that's a really good foundation um, that they can move forward from. So You're that's a role model. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps, and and you know, um, yeah, maybe there's some role model piece of it. Um, there's some kind of automatic antidote to a lot of hopelessness and despair mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. may be feeling. And that actually brings them uh, something good, but that gets reflected back to me. And it, it, you know, it's really lovely for me to think that that can be helpful. 
So that I would say is is one aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of other aspects that have to do with that. You know, healing is a very um, well. The journey. It's a journey for one thing, and it can be quite messy and nonlinear. And so I have a sense of what the pitfalls can be, and of course they're different for every person. But when people are uh, engaged in their own healing journey, I can be a really um, sort of loyal companion and help them when they start running into their own doubts and their own fears and their own helplessness and hopelessness. And um, I know that that's part of the journey, that that's not uh, an indication that things are not going to go well, but that that's actually an inherent part um, for at least many people. So, Diana Lyon, how do you use Renge Wei and Yuengong-style Qigong to facilitate people's healing processes? Well, um, let's start with uh, the Yuengong-style Qigong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a contemporary form of Qigong and uh, very effective and safe and really excellent for people, well, for anyone, um, but... Um, stellar, actually, for people who have um, a lot of uh, compromise physically. So, for instance, um, there I work with a lot of people who can't necessarily stand up, and you know they either need to s- sit down or they need to lie down. Mm-hmm. They can only do a little bit of practice for a couple of minutes at a time at the beginning. Um, so. The um, Yuan Gong is part of a system that has a built-in flexibility to it, and it's very adaptable. So I adapt, you know, the the Yuan Gong to the person who's in front of me. So what that means is that anybody can do it, even people who have no movement in their limbs or who are wheelchair users or whatever. Um, there, you know, we um, Yuan Gong is uh, a method that combines physical movement with using the mind in particular ways. And what that does is it accesses a healing state. So there's, um, you know, often people who are dealing with chronic illness or who are dealing with chronic anxiety or depression or whatever, or chronic pain, um, they're they can often be in a very hypervigilant state. You know, they're um, anxious a lot of the time. They're not able to access a sense of internal calm and internal relaxation. And so this method is um, a very uh, finely tuned technology that allows the person to develop this sense of calm over time. It can actually, it can be accessed in one session. Um, But they start to um, build in and and change their internal software so that they're um, less being run by the, you know, what Western science calls um, the amygdala and the reptilian brain Mm. and more accessing the parasympathetic part of the nervous system, which means that they feel better, that their body is in a much better place to be able to access the natural healing capacity 
um, that's that's built in for everybody. So that's that's the UN Gong piece. Is is what I'm saying clear? Absolutely. And and so, you know, this makes a whole lot of sense to me. And um, another question though that I would have with the the kind of people that you're dealing with who have chronic illness, a lot of times people, especially in our culture have begun to believe that if they're sick, it's their fault. How do you deal with all of the emotions that come up around that? Hmm. Yeah, that's a very important question to both ask and address. Um, a lot of, well, what, what you're actually pointing to is the... Um, uh, the territory that Renshui uh, covers, you know, it it is a very powerful uh, set of techniques that allows us to um, change patterns, um, unhealthy patterns that um, imprison us, actually. And so, let me say what I mean by a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, the brain works through using patterns, and they're, they're, they're healthy patterns and unhealthy patterns, and they happen on a physical level and on an emotional level and a mental level. And um, a lot of these patterns are developed very, very young in life, and they can become um, so uh, we're so habituated to them that we don't even notice that they exist. They're mm-hmm. actually out of our awareness. Um, but they're um, driving uh, what we do. So, for instance, there are patterns around walking. Um, we don't have to think about walking if we have, you know, uh, an able body. Um, but somebody who goes through a stroke um, is going to end up having to re-educate the brain and develop those patterns again. And, and by patterns, what we're actually doing, or part of what we're doing, is creating neural pathways in the brain. Um, and that's a very effective and efficient way for the, the, um, the brain and the, the whole system of the body to work. Um, that happens also on emotional and mental levels. And so depending on uh, what happened in early life, um, we can develop all kinds of patterns, and some of them are are very, very um, critical for um, for us to keep going. And actually, at the beginning, all of them are, but some of them end up um, not uh, helping us. They they're not life serving at a certain point, and they can be one of the contributing factors. One of the things that um, we need to take a look at when we're healing ourselves in any kind of um, serious situation with you know whether it's some kind of chronic illness or pain or anxiety that kind of thing so I want to be very clear that um, I'm not talking about blaming somebody for having these people mm-hmm. are definitely not to blame and I'm very explicit with people who come to see me but I am talking about the fact that we have power and we, we can um, actually, we have choice. And we can harness the power of our minds and our bodies to create different choices for us. And this is one of the 
uh, pieces that helps us in our healing journey. I know that that was one of the things that I had to do. So let me give you an example here. Um, I come from a very tough background, and in um, I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I was lovable, and that came from a whole series of uh, conditions in my early life. And then um, when I grew up, I was, um, you know, I had a number of jobs with a lot of responsibility. And um, there was still this very pervasive sense of I'm not good enough and I'm not lovable. And so what happened was that I would push myself and drive myself always to do better. Um, but even in the face of um, circumstances that um, made that choice unwise. And so I was constantly driving myself. And that drivenness was um, antithetical, was the opposite of uh, feeling confident, of feeling calm, of feeling relaxed. I always thought that I had to prove myself. And so when I actually addressed these patterns of, um, you know, that that I was just describing, I, what I started to do was replace them with more of a sense of self-acceptance mm. and of trusting myself and of trusting life and feeling like um, I could start to love myself in ways that had not been accessible for me earlier. And what that did was it put my whole body into much more of a healing state. It opened my heart. And it made it so much more possible for the physical stuff to um, to uh, improve, actually. Mm. And, and it did. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute because sure. uh, this work about patterns uh, sounds like it takes a whole lot of energy. And we have a lot, I know for myself, I have a lot of patients that come in and see me and they are very depleted. So how are people able to actually do the work that you're talking about in terms of working on their patterns? How does that work when they're so energy depleted? Yeah, that's such an important piece. Actually, the, the Yuan Gong style Qigong um, brings in a lot of energy. Um, and it's, um, that's critical for because the um, the way that patterns work is that it's it's easier for the pattern to keep going. It takes a lot of energy to actually change it. Mm-hmm. Um, one image that I use with a lot of the clients who come and see me is that we're sort of like buckets, and we're you know if you can imagine a bucket, um, and the UN Gong is like pouring water into the bucket. Um, our unhealthy patterns are like all the holes in the bucket that let the water leak out in lots of different places. And so what we need to do is we need to bring that energy in through this, you know, Yuan Gong style Qigong. But then we also need to do the wrenchway work on the patterns so that we can um, seal up all the, the holes in our leaky bucket. And then the... the uh, Qi, you know, the life force, the energy that we bring in, um, stays in our system, and then it can do what it's meant to do, which is healing. 
That's a great analogy. I, I've used that analogy a lot with my clients and my patients as well that uh, come in and are so depleted and very often they will be given a diagnosis of adrenal exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But adrenal exhaustion is just, it, it, it's, 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 it's the Band-Aid basically. It's not telling us what is causing the adrenal exhaustion. And so it sounds like in the Renjway Yuen Gong style Qigong method that the patterns are really potentially what could be contributing to some of the, the, that exhaustion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, um, I have not yet seen someone heal themselves of adrenal exhaustion or one of those chronic illnesses um, without doing the work uh, of Renshui. Or, you know, yeah, the work of Renshui without doing the work of really um, looking at and transforming their unhealthy patterns. Wonderful. Well, we're going to be taking a break in a couple of minutes. But what I want to say is uh, when we come back, Diana, I'm looking forward to hearing you talk a little more about the... uh, Healing, the healing uh, of the heart and the uh, five heart qualities and the practices that, that Ren Zhui and Yuan Gong style Qigong have for that. Uh, it sounds very fascinating. So please stay tuned, and when we come back, we will be talking to Diana Lyon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshuay can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Renshue can help you, visit our website, wrenchueamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Renshui, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, 
R-E-N-X-U-E-Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Hello, and welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty, and we are on the program Chaos to Calm. With me on our episode today, A Way Home from Chronic Illness, Thinking Outside the Box, we have been talking to Diana Lyon, who healed herself of chronic illness and multiple chemical sensitivities, as well as Lyme disease, and currently she has been practicing helping others who are struggling with chronic illness. So Diana, before we went to break, we were talking about patterns, and I think most of us can relate to these. Sometimes we get angry, sometimes we are afraid or feel shame or doubt. But these are things that are really difficult to work with. How do you do this? Hmm. So, um, you know, one of the um, principles of Wrenchway is that we work with ourselves first, and then um, our work with ourselves informs our work with others. And then we learn from working with others. So there's a, a beautiful circularity to it. Um, so I would say that, you know, I, I had to start with myself. And there, there's, um, you know, the, uh, the, the five essential heart qualities that we work with, which are trust and openness, love, gratitude, and respect. And um, they don't, that usually what happens is that they, they mix and mingle. <laughs> Um, they don't get worked with, you know, individually because they are related to each other. Um, but I often, uh, what, what I did with myself is that I started with trust. Um, and what I noticed in myself was that um, because of the background that I had, that I grew up with a very uh, shattered sense of trust. And um, that led to me... Um, building barriers and walls to keep myself feeling safe because I, I walked around with a sort of pervasive sense of lack of safety. And what I realized as I started working with this heart quality of trust was that actually my safety lay in um, dismantling the walls and the barriers that I had created and that there was a lot more safety when I trusted. So that was a profound um, uh, understanding that actually continues to blossom for me. And so what I do with other people who come to see me is work with that quality first, usually. Um, I notice that there's a, a very common sense of, you know, fear and, and trust and lack of safety that often people have that is coupled with whatever other uh, reasons they're coming to see me, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. And when we focus on this trust, this um, the sort of the opening of the heart and the um, sense of the safety that comes from connection with self and with others, um, it... Um, makes quite a profound difference in how we feel quite quickly. 
and then it um, keeps deepening over time. So there have been all kinds of people who um, have come to classes or individual sessions and who have, you know, said things like, I, I never imagined that I could walk into a room and feel safe. Um, I never imagined that I could actually trust my own body or that I could actually feel some trust in a group of people. Um, it's very moving for, for them and for me. This sounds a lot like what uh, Bill McMillan was talking about at the beginning of the show in the first segment, uh, working with his cancer patients uh, yeah. and their issues with trust as well and working to, to garner that and to nurture that. Yes, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really true. What he said was really beautiful. Um, and he was, I think, um, talking in reference to people with cancer. I've noticed that with my own clients who have cancer. But I think that it comes up also in uh, people with all kinds of conditions. And so it's, it's really kind of across the board. So, yeah, it's a good place to start. It's really the key. It's fairly um, universal, isn't it? I it's, think it's so. even for people who don't wouldn't label themselves as chronically ill, absolutely, or, or unhealthy. Uh, trust yeah. is is a, a major issue. Well, there are, there are many people who come to me who simply feel like there's something a little bit off in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit missing. They can't really put their finger on it. They're not sick. You know, they don't have panic attacks. Nothing like that. Um, but when they start working with trust their whole life opens up. Mm. And um, things go from being kind of, um, you know, pastel colors to vivid colors. Mm. You know, the trust is is, um, quite an amazing quality to access. Tell me about some of the other uh, essential, you call them essential heart qualities? Yes, yes. These are, um, well, there's... um, it's, it's interesting because as we trust more, then there's a very natural unfolding into openness. Mm. You know, there's um, some sense of our own possibilities opening up and the world opening up and even us opening to ourselves. So it affects our relationship with ourself. It affects our relationship with our significant other um, if we have one with our children, with our parents, with our family, with our community, um, you know, and and also with the world, you know, that's so incredible. That is that is so powerful mm-hmm. uh, to think that uh, it sounds kind of trite, but that we can be the change. That's y- what it sounds like. That yeah, that's such a great way of putting it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In fact. Um, there's a quote from a Vietnamese Buddhist teacher who says, uh, who said, well, I don't remember the quote, but he talked about how when people were leaving Vietnam, um, that on those little boats, that if, you know, there was a lot of panic and danger, and if there was even one person who had a sense of calm and trust and openness, that that was contagious. And it mm-hmm. affected everyone on the boat. So, yeah, we can, we can be that person. We can <laughs> affect the change. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So tell me more about these essential heart qualities. Well, as we open more to the world and to ourselves and to um, uh, our, you know, the people and animals and nature around us, 
what I've noticed is that there's a natural unfolding of a sense of love. And I'm not talking about sort of the, the, the kind of love that we find in pop songs. I'm talking about uh, a quiet, pervasive sense of love that just, you know, it's, it's as if, um, if you can picture the heart being a, a bud and that as the, the, the bud starts opening and the petals start opening, that's the, the image that comes to me at this moment. And there's this love for ourselves, there's a, a deep sense of self-acceptance, there's love for people around us, which is very enriching. It helps us connect and helps us empathize with, um, with people even when we don't agree with them. Um, it helps us um, connect with the natural world. Uh, it helps us in so many ways. It, it also, of course, um, continues this deepening of accessing a healing state, um, which then opens us to the um, power of our you know, natural system to heal. That's part of what happened for me. You know, it's, it's interesting, in the previous segment I was talking about having grown up feeling very unlovable and how that led to a lot of patterns of pushing and drivenness. And one of the ways that I worked with those patterns and still do is to um, really accept myself as I am and love myself as I am mm-hmm. and then with that quality of holding and, um, you know, of holding, um, there's a, a more natural falling away of the unhealthy patterns, and there's more of a natural blossoming of the um, connected ones, the life-serving ones. So this seems so necessary for anyone who wants to truly heal, because... I know for myself, when I was struggling just with knee injuries and uh, knee replacement surgery that didn't work, uh, I was really down on myself and uh, very hypercritical and blaming myself Hmm. and really had a difficult time expressing what you're talking about right now. and I and that was that was a finite condition, if you will. Um, you know, it passed. So this 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 idea of self love and um, and trust and self trust. I mean, being able to to express these heart qualities inward uh, seems essential initially. Is that your sense? Absolutely. Yeah. This is. Um I think that's you know what you're you're coming back to what I was saying at the beginning of this segment, which is that um, until we've really um, felt some of this and and made some of this change ourselves, then it's very hard to um, accompany someone else uh, mm-hmm. to, and and help them do mm-hmm. it. Um, but as we um, deepen our own sense of self-trust, of openness to ourself, self-love, self-acceptance, then we start to um, radiate that more, and it becomes, um, you know, it, it becomes part of the field around us. Mm. 
and other people can feel that and then they start I mean I've, I've noticed um, I remember one woman in a session said to me I've I've never felt this way towards myself before this was during a healing session and it was just so sweet you know mm-hmm. that she was accessing some sense of self-love that had just not been available to her and it was the very first session we ever did together she was very uh, moved by it, and so was I, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've talked about trust and openness and love. And there are two other heart qualities? Yeah, yeah. Well, the next one that I would t- uh, mention is gratitude. Mm. And, you know, gratitude is um, something that is, it's a word that's tossed around a lot. It's, it's actually like the word love. Um, but when we use gratitude and we really sink into it, um, what I have noticed is that it's a very profound um, orientation in the world. So I'm sitting here and I am noticing the the feeling of air on my cheek and I'm grateful that I have that capacity to feel it mm-hmm. and I'm noticing the um, uh, just the all the different equipment here and all the different people who have made this program possible and you know when I walk outside I can um, appreciate the trees and the flowers and and the beauty that is in every moment when we bring in that gratitude, um, you know, we can do it at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, and throughout the day. Um, it changes our relationship with life. And we can also, of course, extend that to gratitude for, you know, so much about our body works beautifully so much of the time, even if we have serious illness. Mm. And can we be grateful for that? I'm grateful for you, Diana Lyon. I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm hanging on your every word. It's just riveting. So tell me, we have just a couple of minutes left, and I want to hear about that fifth essential heart quality. Sure, sure. It's, um, it has to do with respect. Very connected with, with the other four, actually. That when, um, when we feel all the other four then there's a sort of a a natural connection with respect for everybody for everything for all of nature for our all of our body for each person that we come into contact with and especially in times where there's a lot of um, division and you know consequent uh, fear from that can we bring this quality of respect into each moment and it, it's it's just this this beautiful antidote to um, any fear that we might um, encounter so I want to thank our guests Diana Lyon and Bill McMillan for a very stimulating conversation regarding range Wei and Yuan Gong style Qigong and how it can help our health and well-being and affect chronic illness Thank you for listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and our program Chaos to Calm. Stay tuned next week for our next episode, Trauma and Shock, When Our World Gets Turned Upside Down. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Renshui and how to live 
a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.